Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Define University podcast. And uh, one of my favorite types of episodes, we have another Share Your Story series coming at you with an educator that I recently connected with just in the last few months. And I feel like since then, it has been like as fast as we could go, just learning from one another. And I could not be more excited to bring the amazing educator, Livia Chan, to the Define You podcast. So Livia, welcome. I'm so excited you are here. I am similar feelings. I'm super excited too. And, you know, I just love our relationship. And as soon as I met you, I just thought, wow, what a dynamic person. And I just need to get to know you better. (laughs) I love it. And so, you know, we have connected, but if there are people listening that aren't, you know, aren't sure, I'm going to guess it's people outside of the Teach Better Network, because if it's Teach Better listeners, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hope that they know who you are, because you are, you are front and center and such an amazing member of the Teach Better Ambassador team and just the Teach Better Network. And that's how we really connected. But if there's somebody listening that that isn't, you know, familiar with who you are, can you just share a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do in education and, and just kind of that like highlight of this is who Lydia is? I would love to. I am a passionate educator. I have been teaching since 1998, so about 22 years, if I do the math right. Uh, I started out as a grade 2-3 teacher for a number of years and then went into our, to our staff development team in learning technology. So just supporting schools and moving them forward in integrating more technology with curriculum. And so I did that for six years and I'm newly back into the classroom. Last year I taught grade 3-4, the year before I taught grade 1-2, and it looks like this year I will teach grade 5. So in three years, I'm moving to my third year in three years. So a lot of new, new experiences and, and new opportunities for me. I'm also the new head teacher at my school. So in a formal leadership role at here. And it's, it's been an amazing time to come back to the classroom because being away for so many years, things change. And even though I was part of the change and leading part of the change, it's different when you're back in, you know, some people call it back in the trenches, right? When you're, you're working with kids again. But I, you know, I went into teaching because I just absolutely love working with kids and passionate about it. And so I, to get to work with kids again is just a, a blessing. Oh, I love it. And, and yeah, I love, I, I love that you use the word passionate because that absolutely, again, we've never met face to face, but that passion comes through the computer screen every time I see you. And it's just, it's so uplifting because I think, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say like, you know, nowadays, but, but really nowadays it can be really overwhelming to be an educator. And there's so many new things. We're all learning new things every day. But I think really anchoring into that passion 
is what is what keeps our momentum going. If we lose sight of why we are in the classroom or why we have the role we have, well, then we very quickly can get bombarded, right, with those that overwhelming feeling of, of all the things. And, and I love that you, you add that on because that's front and center, right? Passionate. That's what I do. I'm bringing passion because we all had it. We all had it on day one. But somehow between day one and wherever we are, right, life gets in the way. Life, life overwhelms us. But when we can hold, hold on to that passion or reignite that passion because it will ebb and flow, I think it's so important. And, you know, so kind of while we're on that, is there anything that, you know, you do or, or you, you learn to do through your career that really helps you kind of reignite that passion or keep that passion like front and center? Is it, is it mindset? Is there actions you take? Or what is it that kind of lets that be like front and center for you? It, it is a mindset. And I see every day as a gift. And I see every relationship as a gift. Every connection as a gift. Time is a gift. And through that, you know, I look at people as gifts to me. And so as I wake up, and I often think about people when I wake up, and I, I often think about, you know, how are these people influencing me, affecting me, loving me, and giving me the strength to live through my day? And very often, when I think of somebody, I will reach out within that day or, or two and just tell them, I woke up and I thought about you today. And that, that's what fuels me. And I think about my students and I'll even tell them, I make it explicit to them. And when I say, I've been thinking about you today. And, you know, it's interesting because maybe that's not something that they often hear from their previous teachers, but they've commented on that, they, they, about how you, you think about us. I said, I think about you all the time. And it's okay to let people know that. And, you know, it, it shares, it shows them that you care, it shows them that you, that they are a important part of your life because you're thinking about them. And so I just feel that when I see things as gifts, that that just fuels my passion. And, you know, like I said earlier, I went into teaching to teach kids and to, to have an influence on them and help them through you know, daily lessons and interactions to, to, be, to be better, but through that I'm better as well, right? It's we're, we're both on the same journey of being better and I just love it. I just, I don't know. I wake up every morning and I'm excited to I, I do love what that. I do. Yes. And that is, that is it. Like, you know, you're in your thing if you wake up like beaming with excitement and, you know, I think, I think it's different than, you know, one of the things I'm really quick to, to kind of share is that it's not all sunshine and roses, right? It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges, but when we can, when we can anchor in gratitude that I'm, I get to live through this challenge. I get to experience this challenge. There's going to be a message or meaning that I can pull from this challenge. I might not know it today. I might not know it tomorrow, but it's there. And I think it, it helps anchor us into, again, why it is we, we do what we do, which I think is so important. Like you said, we, we teach. And, you know, that in and of itself is, is such an open word, right? What is teaching? Because for every student, that might be different on any given day. Mm -hmm. and, and even as, you know, a behavior specialist, I'm not in 
the classroom per se as a, as a teacher in, in the traditional sense, but I'm in 10 schools as a teacher and I'm a teacher of behavior. Well, what is behavior? It's actions. It's what we do. And so throughout the day, I'm constantly like, well, what is the meaning? What's the message? What's the purpose? So I get to live that. But I love that you started with that. It's that mindset piece because if our mindset isn't matching the actions we take, we're going to feel disconnected as opposed to, I think, what everyone wants to feel, which is connected to our students. And right. I know you have, you have tons of strategies for how you connect with your students and, you know, you post them very freely, which I think is amazing. Do you have, you know, well, actually, before I ask this, so I'm going to ask, like, what's kind of your favorite, you know, one or two ways to connect with your students? But what I wanted to mention and what you just shared is that that's really simple, right? It's a small, simple, strategic step to say, I thought about you. And it's, mm -hmm. I wanted to highlight that because so often we think it has to be these big audacious strategies or these things that, you know, take time or money or investment. And I'm like, no, it's, it can be as simple as I loved seeing you today. Thank you so much. Or I thought of you when I had pizza last night, cause I know that's your favorite food. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be those. So I'm curious beyond that is, are there other things or is there like one thing, you know, you love doing that helps you connect with your students? Well, before I share, I just want to say that I just think that every interaction that we have is an opportunity to touch someone's life and to make it better. So when I see it like that, then it's, it's in, really, it's every interaction. So from the start to the end, and there really there isn't an end to, to relationships per se, but the it starts with the welcome right the I, <clears throat> excuse me i open the door and the biggest smile i can I'm, i can put on my face and i'm not being fake about it like i really am truly happy to see my students because that's why i'm there mm -hmm. and so it's the biggest smile it's saying their names it's asking them how they're doing it's connecting in any way with them and like you said you know I had pizza last night so I thought about you and just those little things that you can tell them and say to them that that connect you that connect you more and you know I taught mostly primary so parents are often there too well that's an opportunity so I, every morning I will say hello to the parent and ask them how they're doing or wish them a, a, a wonderful day or if there's something I need to connect with something they did on the weekend it's connecting, it's, it's an opportunity and to see it like an opportunity and it's a gift, right? So that together just kind of go hand in hand. And then, you know, I'm also modeling, right? That kind of welcoming, warm behavior. And they all know, we've all practiced, one of our activities is we get together, we have a partner, we're all face to face and we practice, okay, what is it like when you just smile at somebody? So we just practice smiling. And then we amp it up. Okay, the next thing you're going to do is smile and wave. Okay, how does that feel? Then the next thing we do is we're gonna smile, wave, and say hi. And that's it. Then the fourth thing is we smile, we wave, we say hi, and we say their name. So it builds on, well, what's the difference in a greeting, right? And we practice it, and then we just have them in two separate lines, and we, then we move one over. Okay, we're gonna practice it again. And how, and so then you do the reflection piece. Well, how does it feel, right? Just by even adding each little bit from a, and even thinking about what kind of smile, 
because you can have like a little smile, you can have a big beaming smile that includes your eyes that say, I am so happy to see you. So practicing these things really makes it become a part of who you are when you greet somebody. And every morning they come in and they, they say my name because you know how important that is. And when kids come in, I mean, some are, are, are more, not better, but some are, are more often sharing, but we're saying people's names, but they'll come in and they'll, they'll, they'll read each other by name. And even I, they're not even greeting me, but I feel better because I hear them calling each other's names, right? There's power in a name. You know, you think about uh, Harry Potter, how you never really want to say the word, word Voldemort, right? Because there's power in somebody's name. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And there's so many, like, you know, uh, me, like my analytic brain, like immediately starts to like take this one activity. And I'm like, oh, there's so many good parts to that. And the other thing I love that you do is you take, you know, well, well, the four steps in and of themselves are not all that complicated, you know, it's a simple sequence. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that or what I took from it is that when you start as simple as a smile, and you build up, you're also giving all the students other opportunities if they're not there yet to do the whole four sequence right Right? like you're still saying you can smile like there is power in your smile that's a starting point and then when you like i think back to me like growing up i was i hid behind you know my shyness i kind of used my shyness as a way to keep myself reserved and, and hold myself back and you know, I would think if, if I have to, you know, say, smile, wave, say hi, and their name, like that might overwhelm me because right. that's, that's a lot at once for, for, for me as a young person. But if I just can smile and then after a couple of weeks, well, now I can add on this part and then I can add on this part. Now you're building in that success and confidence. So everybody feels, you know, they, they get it and they've got that way of doing it. And again, it's so simple, but the power of the name is so crucial you know, you're learning, they're getting to say it. So everybody, including teachers, get to hear how it's pronounced, how they want mm-hmm. it pronounced. And I think that works with parents too, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you talk to a parent and you can say, good morning, Mr. and Mrs. or good morning, and, and whatever it is you're greeting them as, that's very different to me than just your kind of generic, hey. And I think as teachers to parents, it's not, again, it's not the big, crazy things. It's those small, simple things that we can do. Um, you know, to, to really show that we, we care about them as well. Like we're there to teach their students, but it's a family package, right? We get mm-hmm. them too. And I, you know, I think back to last year, my, my daughter started kindergarten and every email that I sent to her teacher about just, you know, whatever it was, the response back, always, the last line was always, thank you for sharing Kaylee with me this year. I so appreciate having her in class. And that's all it took. Like the first time I got that, there was tears in my eyes and I was like, I'm, I'm good. I am good because I knew she understood in that one sentence that we had a connection. We had a collaboration. It wasn't a, well, she's your child at home and she's my child in the classroom. And I just think it was so, it was so eye opening to me that one statement could blow me away that much that I was like, that's it. it that's it. It's this community. It's always a community feel. And I think that's just so important. Right. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, so I, I would love to know, you know, one of my, one of my, I guess, goals of doing this, this series is share your stories. I love hearing people's stories because I do believe our stories are our superpower. They are how we connect with our mm-hmm. students. They're how we connect with staff. They're how we connect with really anybody in the world. 
And I think part of our story is kind of how did we get into teaching, right? If we're educators, part of our story naturally is how did we get here? You know, what kind of um, either what inspired us or who inspired us. So I would love to either know something that maybe inspired you, or if there was a person that inspired you to really be like this quest to be an educator and kind of how that, how that came about and how that continues to help you today. I would love to share, you know, I know people that have known since they were really, really young that they wanted to be teachers. That wasn't me. I didn't really know even through university that I wanted to be a teacher, but the people around me, all, a lot of my childhood friends became teachers. So I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure that that maybe influenced me or we were just similar people and had similar beliefs and value systems. I'm not sure. But I do remember when I was finishing up my degree that I made sure I took the courses that I needed to take in order to be able to apply for the teaching program. Just so that I thought, mm, maybe, maybe this might be something I might want to do. And... So through that, and then I, I started working, I, I did my, my degree in criminology. And so I thought I wanted to maybe work in the court system, or even I even looked at being a police officer, of all things. But you know, I don't know, I think maybe the Asian influence and the Asian parents are like, you can't become a police officer, right? <laughs> it's got to be a doctor, lawyer, or you know, those kinds of things. Anyhow, so I ended up working at the health department and something and I think it was just messages from other people too hey I think you'd be a good teacher I'm not exactly sure why they would say that but it was just ideas implanted in my mind so then I thought well I don't want to just apply and go into the teaching uh, degree or to get a degree without exploring if this is really what I want so I talked to my boss and said is it okay if I start working part-time so she said yes I worked three days and then the two days I volunteered at a school and I was placed with four different teachers, one in the morning, a different one in the afternoon on Monday, Tuesdays. And the more I went into the school, the more my eyes were opened. I loved it. And it, I, then I could not imagine doing anything else. And so I volunteered for uh, probably 10 months because I had to wait to get accepted into the program and whatnot. And I was sold. I, I, the feelings that I received from going into the schools and interacting with the students and just the joy that they, they brought me, I, I just thought, I want to be a part of this. this. And I think that's where I think that teaching or being an educator chose me, but I also chose it, right? And the, the, the two of us just kind of met at the right time in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just feel so blessed to be an educator. And the, the community is amazing because you not only have students that you get to work with, you have their families. Amazing. You know what it's like. Educators are amazing people. And so to be a part of that community is just, it feels so, I feel so blessed mm -hmm. and so much gratitude for, for being a part of this profession. Oh, I love it. And, you know, to piggyback off the community, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't found, a, you know, a, a network yet, keep looking, like keep, they're out there. You know, we, we, we kind of mentioned, I mentioned early in the beginning of this that we both kind of were recent, um, I guess, newbies to the Teach Better team. And, you know, I had known about the Teach Better team for a little bit, but it really was, you know, when closure hit and I kind of was on social media more often and, 
started seeing these drop-ins and, and all this amazing thing. And I was like, ooh, tell me more. And, and that's how we got connected. And now I feel like, and I know we've both said this, I feel like I found my, my teacher family. Like I have yes. my family. Same. And yeah, so, and I'm 15 years in, you're 22 years in. So, like, so if you're listening and you're like, I haven't found it yet, focus on the yet. Like it's still out there. And mm-hmm. it's just a matter of, of kind of being open to, to finding. I know for me, I wasn't looking because I thought, you know, I had this belief of like, I, I should just be able to do it by myself. I should be able to figure it out. I, I know I've been to school for 10 years. I, I got this. And what I realized is I didn't need it for the, the expertise, quote unquote. Certainly I learn every day. Like that, that's a no brainer. But what I needed is that I needed just that camaraderie. Like I needed that relationship. I needed that connection, right? Which is what it all comes down to. And so I think if you haven't found it yet, it's out there. Just be open to the, ex- the experience of really connecting with educators and know that it can happen via you know, the internet just as easily as it can be a colleague down the hall from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the phrase that I live by, and we've talked about this before, um, like I love yours that's right behind you. I can't yes. see it right now. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm better today than yesterday. I learned through today to grow into tomorrow. And, and mine's similar. Uh, mine is working together to better ourselves, each other, and the world around us. And that's how I see things. It's, it's not just me. And sometimes it's me. You know, we talked about the, I have a, a staircase analogy, right? And that on, we, are, we are on a journey. And sometimes uh, we are walking our journey alone, on the steps alone. And that's okay. We are independent, we're reflecting, we're on a roll. And then sometimes we're on the steps with somebody else. So we're working side by side, collaborating, and and that's great. And then sometimes we're on a step where we need help and we're vulnerable, but it's okay to ask for help. And then sometimes we're that person that's reaching down the step to say, hey, let me help you up. And we're that mentor and and we're, we're lifting them up, right? Whether it's uh, just emotionally or, or what, mentally or what have you. And, and that recognizing that it's okay where you're in that spot where you're struggling and that there's value in the struggle because, you know, you mentioned earlier about challenges. To me, I see challenges as an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I have to quote George Curls because to me his most quotable quote is change is an opportunity to do something amazing. And, you know, it's recognizing where you are and recognizing when you need help, recognizing when you want to walk through things alone, recognizing when you want to work side by side. And it's, you know, all for betterment, mindset of betterment. And through our interactions, I'm going to bring it back to full circle about being, being intentional about what we do in, in our interactions and how we how we are with other people, right? And, and all this is just really, I think in life, we're trying to understand ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And through gratitude and, and, and all that, I think it's, we are where we're at. And I, it's, it's so true. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it can be, it can be a big thing. Like it can be this big, crazy thought, or it can just be, 
it, it, this is what it is. This is who I am. And I love that you own and, and, uh, you know, honor that whole, like recognize when you want to be alone, like that is absolutely okay. You know, I, I will often call it like my hat, hat on or hat off vision, right? You know, sometimes you have your ball cap on and you are just going like do it, but just know if, and when you need that, that, that break or that connection with someone else, you can take your hat off and you can have that opportunity. But even when your hat is on, or even when you're alone, you still have a connection. It's just, mm-hmm. it's an inner connection. And I think a lot of times, you know, as educators, we, we hear all the time, it's connect with your students, connect with your students. And I, yes, 100% agree. But if you are connecting with your students yet you don't know who you are as an educator, you're, you're gonna feel a little disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important to own who you are as an educator and then bring all of who you are, be open to learning, be open to being better, you know, tomorrow than you are today. And that's, and that's it. We don't have to make it more complicated. It gets to be simple in that regard. Doesn't mean we're going to have, it doesn't mean everything's going to be super easy and no challenges. Right. But we already know challenges are opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. So there's, not, there's nothing to be afraid of. You can't get it wrong. And I love that we are so similar on those, on those fronts because you know, we can have those conversations and, and we can come up with those different analogies because I believe it's those analogies that let me remember to mm-hmm. use these things. And so um, I've shared with you, you know, I have that visual of your staircase in my office. Like it's that reminder of, yes, this is what I'm doing. Just which step am I on today? Mm-hmm. And I might be on every step. <laughs> right. Yes. On a given day, right? And, and that's okay. And that's okay. And I think more we can teach our students that. Because that's, that's to the full circle, right? If I know it, well, now I can teach it. And if I can teach my students that, well, well then I believe I, we can teach them anything. Right. And that's one of the very first kind of first week lessons is I bring out that staircase analogy and I talk to them about it wherever you are and you will be different, whether it's reading, writing, math, um, speaking out, listening, it, wherever you are at, we will take you where you're at. and and help you set goals and, and work together. And so, so sometimes you're going to be working with somebody on that goal. And sometimes you're alone working on that goal. And sometimes you're helping somebody and sometimes you're asking for help, right? So just recognizing where you are, that's your journey. And it's okay, we will help you, right? So good, so good. Would you say, so I love, I love hearing about educators' missions or kind of what inspires you, you know, to keep going every day, right? Mm-hmm. So we know, we know where your excitement came into and we know you're passionate. Would you say that like kind of teaching that piece to students is your mission or what would you, what would you consider like your mission as an educator? What inspires you to keep, keep doing what you're doing every day? It, it all goes back to betterment. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as educators, we have a gift to give and you know sometimes we give and we give and we give right but that's that's okay it's it's actually a great thing because it almost seems like an endless well but you know I I do have to remind myself about self-care and and all that but I think it's it's every day the opportunity to help them learn about themselves to help them find what they love to do because I know what it feels like to feel passionate about teaching. And, you know, as you know, or, uh, I also am passionate about ringette. So, you know, to have different passions too. And it's not just one passion that we have, right? That it, 
our life is big enough to fit numerous passions and also my family and friends are my passion, right? So helping them find what they love to do or how they love to spend their time, I think is so important because I just know how much, how, how good it makes me feel. And I love for them to. Absolutely. I think, go ahead. Sorry. Just one more note on that is, you know, sometimes you, especially as teachers, we see things in kids that they don't see in themselves yet. So I, I just feel that we just need to believe in them until they believe it in themselves. And I've had that for myself. Mm -hmm. I've had numerous people give me opportunities and, and say things to me that I didn't believe in yet, but over time. And that's another thing. Like, I just think we really need to open our minds to listen to what other people are telling us because sometimes, right. Cause you know, we can only reflect on what we, 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 we reflect on, but sometimes they see things too. And if we don't listen to what others are telling us too, we may be missing some possibilities, which turn into opportunities. Right? So yeah. It's kind of paying attention to everything that's going on around us mm -hmm. and, and honoring that and believing in that. So again, it's like bringing back to the students. I just will believe in them and believe in them and show them how and why I think these things about them until they believe. Yeah, I love it. And, and I think you hit, you know, the, the nail on the head, so to speak, in terms of, I can't remember what words you use, but basically everyone's allowed to have their own passion, right? What you are passionate in, you're not expecting your students to then be passionate in. But it's, it's taking it that step back to say, what are you passionate in, right? Here's what I am, and I'm going to share that with you. And but it's that not everybody has to be passionate about every the same because that would be that would just be boring, right? <laughs> right. And, and I think I believe fully in that our strengths and students' strengths truly do lead to solutions. And so instead of you know I think what can quickly happen in schools is they have a strength, so we're like okay they're good, let's look at their weaknesses and try and grow them. When okay, I understand that in theory. But if all I'm working on in a day are the things I can't already do, well, then I grow resentment to school because going to school means I just get, I get bombarded with what I can't do. And I see that in some of our, in our students that really, you know, are challenged. They have, you know, not only do they have reading and math every day, but now they have AIS reading and now they have AIS math is like a separate schedule or a pull out service, which I understand again, in theory is to help, but if you're completely, and then sometimes, you know, they have to miss the science class to go do this and science is their passion, like mm -hmm. there's gotta be a better way, right? Mm -hmm. There's got to be a better way. And so I just love that you, you know, you highlight that with to the, I see passion and strengths, you know, even if they're not good at it yet, the fact that they want to, they have, they're passionate about it means they're right. going to be that much more in, inclined to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And to grow. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so, so important, especially in our kids these days, you know, we, we have this, we just have this ability. And I, I agree with you. I'm grateful and I'm blessed and I'm honored that I get to be a part of that journey. And really, you know, I use the term light worker a lot, which I know a lot of people are like, but that's, it's more like spiritual and that, but I, I just, I literally envision myself with a flashlight, like showing them the options, shining the light on the options. I'm not here to tell you which direction to go. I'm here to shine the light so you can see as the student or, or through what I do as coaching through the, the educator is what's possible. What is possible? And, and once you know that, 
then I think absolutely we can have that help and coaching and mentoring and our students can have the same through us as teachers. And I just, to me, that's when it all comes together and it's just a beautiful moment. So I, I love it. And thank you for sharing all about that. <laughs> I absolutely love your flashlight idea. And I think it's, you know, what you were talking about strengths too. And it's through the strengths, like kids really need to know what their strengths are and breaking it down to even say in their writing, right? You have to t tell them what their strengths are so they keep on doing it. Mm -hmm. And then whatever it is you see them working towards or, or your, your, what path you're trying to guide them on because you can see it. They can't see it yet, right? Kind of like your car analogy about headlights. Well, you know, they're younger in their life. They only have so many, you know, my students, like 10 years of their life. I've got many more. And so I'm able to use, say, like my high beams and see further on what possibilities they have, whereas they, maybe they don't even have the lights on, right? They just have the daytime running lights and it's not actually turned on. And so their, their focus or their ability to see what's possible is more narrow and right closer than for us who can see the different possibilities. So through helping them find their strengths and understand and recognize and really embrace their strengths, I think will go such a long way to helping them find what they're passionate about. Yes, and I think, oh, so good. I, I was joking earlier, we, we were talking and I'm like, man, we could go so far with this car analogy. It's like the perfect, we'll, we'll stay tuned listeners. We'll do like an episode on the car analogy, but um, I'd love to brainstorm with you on that. I know it, it was, man, so many, so many good things, but yes, absolutely. And that's, you know, just like a car, we're moving forward, right? We are, mm -hmm. and that's why I believe any decision is better than no decision because mm -hmm. you're always at least moving forward. And I think as educators, we can be creative in this strength department and helping students see their strength. Um, hearing, you, hearing you share that, I thought of one student I worked with last year who I went in during math class and, and the student was just full on struggling. Like mm -hmm. I had put, like the pencil was on the floor. The next thing was, you know, the paper was about to be ripped. And I was like, hold, 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 hold on. What's going on? You know, what, where at least can we start, right? I was trying to at least get something. And the student was like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about this. I don't know where to start. I'm lost. And I said, <laughs> kind of off the cuff, I said, so it sounds like a strength is, is, you know, you know what you don't know. Like you and like the, like it was enough of kind of an element of surprise where the kid was like, um, yeah, I just told you, I don't know. I'm like, well, I see that as a strength. You don't know what you don't, or you know what you don't know. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Cause now I know we are starting here. Let's go. Boom. And I, it like didn't give him a reason to like get out of it. Cause I was like, you owned what you know, which right now you're telling me it's nothing. So I know where to start. And, and I think, you know, not that that's going to happen every time, but when we can hear, you know, I, I really resonate with, you know, listen to what is being said, not how they're saying it. Mm -hmm. So when we can listen to what a kid is truly saying or, or find meaning in it, we can then spin it. We're creative. We can, yeah. we can do that and we can, you know, use it to be like, all right. So I believe if you know what you don't know, you also know what you, you know. Right. We just don't often spend the time to figure that one out. We focus on what we don't know. Mm. So I think, I think that's just, that's just, uh, I love it. And I love that you embed that into your classroom. It's beautiful. Um, 
All right. So one, you know, I, I would love for you, we shared, you've shared so many tips through this, through this um, episode, but I would just love, you know, you, I, I believe are full of, you know, positivity to, to the, to the benefit, right. To where it's helpful, not to a point where, again, it's not the sunshine and roses. Like you own, you know, I, I know we've had conversations before of what things don't work or when it did. And, you know, I think I like to look at positivity as a, as a lens of being present right? Being present through our moments because we see the meaning, we see the purpose. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to know kind of just a tip, you know, whether it's a mindset tip or an action tip that, that you have just to share with the listeners today. It all centers around gratitude. That's how I start my day. And that's how I see things. And it goes beyond just gratitude for things that I feel. And I, the way I look at it is gratitude is meant to be shared because I can feel gratitude for a number of things, right? Tangible, intangible, uh, people th all throughout my life and pre you know, pa present, past, and in future. But if I don't share that gratitude with somebody, then I'm just holding on to, I guess, that gift to myself. I'm, I, I, I see that as being selfish almost, right? to be extreme. And so if, if somebody touches my heart that day or, you know, in the, in the past, near past future or past pre, uh, in the past or, or, you know, then I, I, I actually feel like I'm compelled to tell them. Like there's something in me that just compels me to tell them that if somebody says something that resonates with me, I feel like I need to tell them and share my gratitude because then the more, people hear those messages, the more they feel empowered to continue doing the great work that they're doing, whether it's sharing or the message that they're sharing. And because it resonated with me, it probably resonated with many more people. But if, and to me, that's like feedback, right? So if I don't say anything and I just, you know, like I just think about all the amazing things that you share on a daily basis. If I don't respond back or comment back, then I feel like you don't know your impact. And I want you to know, Lindsay, your impact so that you keep going and that you keep sharing and spreading your, your knowledge and, and just all the amazing ideas that you have. And so I think it's just through the gratitude that we can actually not just change our lives, but change other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I honestly have to say that in the last few months of being a part of the Teach Better team, because of this feeling inside me that compels me to show gratitude and appreciation. I have met so many more people on a deeper level and I've been able to connect and have conversations and zoom meetings because I started with just showing gratitude and my life feels so enriched. Not that my life didn't feel enriched before, but it's kind of like one of those things where you didn't know that you, <laughs> right you're nodding your head because you didn't know that you needed it or wanted it until it's here and now that it's here it's I, I don't, can't even imagine living without it yeah. right so it's the people it's you it's other people that I've met and really it started with that feeling in my heart I was compelled to say thank you or show some kind of appreciation to reach out and then wow look at what happened right and it's the same kind of thing with students and their families and their my colleagues 
in the schools that I work at, and then now beyond the, the borders of my own city, right, my own district. But it's that's that's the one thing I would like to say. I love it, and and yes, and I think you know gratitude. Um, it, it is, although it rhymes, it really is an attitude, right? It Ooh. is. <laughs> you choose gratitude every day. It's not that some people have it and some people don't, and we can choose to be grateful and we can choose to share that gratitude with others. And if it's a person, absolutely, we can share it. We can say, thank you. We can reach out. If it's a student, same thing. And if it's a thing, right? If it's something that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, of course, drying up. If I have a really good cup of coffee in the morning, right? Like if I make my coffee like so good, like, you know, one, I, I honestly do share it out because I think it's exciting. I'm like, yes, I nailed my coffee. But I also just say in the moment, I say it out loud of like, I'm so grateful for this moment. I'm so grateful for this coffee because that isolated gratitude statement then becomes more of what I'm looking for in a day. And when we are looking for things to be grateful for, more things to be grateful for will show up for us. If yeah. I'm looking for, for the, the big thing that I'm to be grateful for, I'm never going to find it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think when people are always like, well, does it really make a difference? I'm like, try it out. Like to me, gratitude practice is one of the best things to start with because it doesn't cost any money. It doesn't take any time. And you're going to know real quick if it works. And I think both you and I would say, yes, it works. Do it. <laughs> right. And it's that, it's that choice though. It's that choice that, do you want to be living by those excuses and by what doesn't work and that, you know, that and just kind of things just happen? Or do you want to share in that gratitude and, and share in that excitement and celebration and, you know, show up and honor people, you know, for who they are and what they're teaching and build that community and that connection? Because that ultimately is how connections strengthen is by communicating with one another through, you know, a variety of different means. So See, I love that tip. I love gratitude. You know, I love, you know, I start my day with gratitude, but I do it all day long um, as well. And I can, I can attest that, yes, I, you are, you are the gratitude queen. And I yes. so appreciate you for it because, and not gonna lie, sometimes I put things out there and I'm like, I hope, I hope it comes out like as I, as I meant and just your feedback, you know, cause you, it's not just a, that was great. Like you give mm -hmm. full feedback into what it connected and what it made you think, or if you have a question, you post it. And I love that because it gets me as the person that put it out there. And I, it's the same teacher to student. It really doesn't matter. It's you thinking and it gets like, yeah, okay. Or that really, you know, maybe that wasn't the message, but now I can share it this way. Or now I learn a new lens and, and I just think that's perfect. So thank you for sharing that. No, you're welcome. And it was something that Mark Harner recently shared about gratitude is like a muscle mm -hmm. and how right the, the more you use it the more the stronger I guess it, it gets and and there was a time where I was just googling happiness like how, how do you find happiness and there's so many resources out there and one common thread is about gratitude maybe you know strategies like finding three things that you're grateful for or what have you and I I really feel like I'm quite a happy person and I do credit having a gratitude kind of mindset every day that seeing things as gifts and and I think it makes a huge difference yeah I agree I recently on the podcast I talked with Hans about joy and joy yeah. and, happiness and gratitude and yeah. it does they're all different but they all interconnect and I think it's so important to focus on that if you're as a teacher if you're listening where do I even start 
my whole journey, I think I'm pretty sure I've shared this before, my whole personal growth journey, who I was two years ago, started with three minutes of gratitude every morning. That's all I did. So I set my alarm instead of, you know, six, it was set for 557. And I laid in bed and I said out loud things I was grateful for for three minutes. And that was it. And it just built from there. So if you're not sure where to start, start small, start simple and start strategic, meaning make it about you, make it aligned to who you are. So, um, with that. you know, and it, it, to me, it seems, I see that as like your own personal meditation time. Yeah. Right. Like people have different meditation apps or strategies or just however they, they choose to, to meditate. But I love how you said that you set your alarm three minutes before you normally woke up and intentionally just spent those three minutes. It's almost like a gratitude meditation time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Oh, well, I have loved, I love this live. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing, sharing about your story, but also just sharing all the goodness that, that is you, um, that is live. And, um, if people want to connect with you, what is the best place to find you at? Best place is probably Twitter. I can be found at Livia Chan L. And I am on there every day, many times a day. <laughs> it will, I won't have as much time once we get back to school, but I will definitely check. Every <laughs> yes, definitely check her out there. Liv got me hooked on uh, Twitter chats. So I have uh, Liv to thank for that. And um, I love seeing you on our chat. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, will, I will link all that, of course, um, in the show notes. Um, but Liv, thank you so much. It's been, it's been a blast. Oh, thank you. I so love talking to you. And anytime you're, you're coming on live and I feel like we're having a conversation because I get, get to comment and then you respond to my comments. And so I've been looking forward to this ever since we planned it. And I absolutely adore you, Lindsay. Uh, thank you so much. I so feel the same way. So have an amazing week ahead. It is Sunday. So have an amazing week oh. ahead. And um, I know we'll talk soon. Well, there you have it, everyone. Another new episode of the Define University podcast is in the books, and I so hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And if you did, would you do me a favor? Would you head on over and rate, review, subscribe, and even share that out with your friends? And let's let everyone know the amazing world of Define University. Would you do that for me? I would so appreciate you for that. And if you find yourself wondering, what's next? What else is out there? How else can I define who I am as an educator? How do I master my mindset? How do I I use powerful language every day and how do I take aligned action to truly achieving the goals I have to to create my present day reality to be the most amazing reality there is well then I, I would encourage you to head on over to defineuniversity.com and uh, check out the courses page that is all that I offer here and if you see something that you've got questions that piques your interest do me a favor send me an email let's connect I'm here for you every single day. So with that, remember to keep shining bright, live into your authenticity, love who you are, trust who you are, and most of all, own who you are so you can stand confidently in saying, this is who I am. We'll talk soon, everyone.